Welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr, and today we are talking with Yadis again. <laughs> she actually um, came in last season um, talking about business and how she works for business. And we, you know, geeked out on books and fangirled over people on social media. And she was just such a great presence on the podcast that I had to have her back for this one. Um, the season about friendship because I will have to say that she has become such a great friend and I am so grateful for her in my life. Um, we don't get to talk as often, but when we do get to, you know, share things on social media or support each other in the ways that we can, I hope she knows and I know for a fact that she is definitely an ally and a friend in that realm. Um, in this episode, we do talk about the hard times that we've had in this last year and how friendships have helped us get through that. And um, she was coming out of, you know, a hard time as I was kind of in the middle of mine still. So it's just one of those great things of being able to have these conversations. And so I do hope that you take away the, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coasters, what do they call it? The hills and the valleys of, you know, having a great friend along with being able to see what kind of friendship you need in the time that you are in. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Yadis once again, and let's get started. You gotta meet Yadis. All right, today we are talking with Yadis again. <laughs> Yadis, tell us a little bit about you. Hey, you guys, what an honor to be back with you. I am Yadis Alcala, and I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas. Both my parents are from Mexico, and I am like a dual language, you know, mom. I'm 32 years old. I have four babies now, I have four boys, and now I live in Dallas, Texas, and it's just been like awesome having all those littles and never thought I would be here. Yeah. And um you can go back and listen to Yadi's episode um on business, women in business on season three. And I'll link everything into the show notes if you want to hear her story because her story is awesome. Everybody loved it. Um how old are you, Yadis? 32. Oh my goodness. You you're so young. <laughs> and you're just killing it. I don't necessarily feel young, but, um, but yeah, I always, I, I always tell my boys, I'm like, if people ask, tell them mom's like 25 <laughs> and they, they're, they're funny and they'll whisper to their friends. They're like, mom's 32, but say she's 25. Yeah. Um, my number's 27. Both of my kids oh. think that I'm 27 and my son just started doing math. Like, you, well, a couple of years ago, he started doing math and he was like, hold up you know, when they do the four, the four digit yeah. math. And he's like, you are not 27. <laughs> I'm also 32. So that's, that's, I'm oh, like, I say you're young. Cause I know I'm young. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I, I want to talk about a little bit about stereotypes. Um, what is the stereotype that you normally get put, like gets put on you versus the real life that you have? I feel like especially being Latina with um, both parents coming from Mexico and now people see that I'm home, but I'm actually running a full time business. Um, I feel like even like a lot of people just ex expect for me to do like the cleaning, the cooking, the, you know, all the the things that typical Latina moms are supposed to do. And, you know, I give them so much props for you know, always, I feel like Latinas do, like, they have such a servant's heart, and not that I don't, but I am running a full, you know, a full business, and I am so appreciative of my husband that he never expects anything of it, like, of me, he's never like, why didn't you cook today, or why didn't you clean today, he's never had, has made me feel little for not doing any of those things, um, doesn't mean my, my house is a wreck, but 
I, I just, that's not my priority at the moment. My priority is growing my business so I can hire an assistant and hire like a housekeeper. And that's like kind of what's in the works in the moment, but that I feel like a lot of people just like, oh, you stay at home. Okay. But no, um, I actually run a business yeah. from home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do have a question. What is, and I, I, I'll say this. I want your definition of this. What is the difference okay. between being Hispanic and Latina? Uh-huh. Okay. So I feel like it's, it's almost the same, but Hispanic is like what an American would say versus like a Latina will say the proper, like Latina, you know, it's kind of like when, when people hear my last name and if they're, you know, an American, they'll typically say Alcala and my last name is Alcala. I just feel like it's just one of those words that Hispanic and Latina are both equal, but because I am Latina, I will always say Latina. Okay. Okay. So do you think it's the same thing as being called black and being called African-American? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I, I asked that question because you were like, yeah, a Latina woman. And I, I, I feel like um, those words are always thrown around in other cultures that are not that culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just, not just white people. I'm just saying, if you're not that, if you're not Latina, then you probably would not call someone a Latina. You would call exactly. them Hispanic. So I like that you yeah. preference those two. Um yeah. And on that stereotype, what, what makes you, do, I, let me ask it this way. Do you want to beat that stereotype of that? I am a mother staying at home, watching my kids versus being a businesswoman, or do you just not hold that stereotype at all? Like you don't even consider it. I feel like, um, because I do get put in that ca- category, I, on my social media, I prove people that it, that's not who I am. And so um, I'm very loud about it just because um, in, you know, with my, my parents both being Mexican, I feel like in, you know, being a Latina, it is well known for the woman to stay home and raise the children and not really have a voice or be able to be successful in business. Um, it's typically the man, they're, they're the business or the head of the house. And, and so I want to be um, I want to be that person that they look at and they say, okay, she did it. I can do it too. And I am not anything less because I can still provide for my family. And so, um, I don't want to be put in that category. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand that. It's not necessarily that the stereotype is wrong. You just know that that's not your stereotype. Yes. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. Um, last time we talked, you were talking about um, losing weight and getting more mobile. How is that going for you? It's going great. Uh, I feel like with your lifestyle, there's always ups and downs and things that come your way. Um, and this year for us has just been, you know, with 2020 that happened, um, unfortunately we lost family members along the way and I had never experienced depression or anxiety before ever. And it's something that has been very new to me. And while reading, you know, one of, one of my books that I highly recommend, it's called How to Think Like a Monk um, by Jay Shetty. And he talks about how how he to remember when you were in such a good place and so because I had stopped in my weight loss journey like I was like in such a deep depression that I'm like okay how do I get back number one I seeked help number two um I started to take baby steps onto how do I get back into that lifestyle because I that makes me happy that makes me feel good in my own skin and so um I actually started researching a gym, the one that I was going to prior did not work anymore because I need childcare. And so I found a gym, um, has childcare. I, I went by myself, not knowing anybody. And I made friends really quickly. I'm like, wait, can we, can we see each other tomorrow at this class? Uh Oh, I think we froze. 
Okay, so um, regarding my weight loss journey and how that's going, uh, this year has been really rough for us. We lost a lot of family members along the way and I had never experienced depression and anxiety. And number one, whenever you're going through that, um, for me, I had to seek help. I had to seek help. I had to rally my friends around me um, because I feel like whenever you throw those words around, a lot of people will tell you, you know, just check you know they I had to take care of and I was able to start taking some steps into how to get back you know to where I was and so I started listening to this book called had to think like a monk by Jay Shetty. And he talks about how to visualize yourself when you were the happiest and you felt the most confident in your own skin and start taking steps towards that. And because of this book, I started to just think, okay, I was working out when I felt the best and I researched, you know, gyms around me, found one, found one with childcare that had classes because I need the, the people around me, I can't do it on my own at this moment. And it's been going really, really good. So even though it hasn't been perfect, I'm back. And I feel like sometimes you go through hard things just so you're able to connect with more people and, um, and grow. I feel like everything's a growing opportunity. Oh my goodness. I love that. Uh, thank you for speaking on, I had to get help. Because I feel like sometimes help looks different from everybody. And um, it's so funny because I feel like I needed to recover from 2019. And um, I, like, it was my bachelorette party. I got married. My father-in-law moved in with me. Um, I found out my husband was doing the whole gambling thing. We moved into a new house. Like, I needed to recover from 2019 right? My kids are going to a new school. I'm driving. The commute is different. And then 2020 happens. And then that's a big, huge whirlwind. And now it's like, now we're at the end of 2021. And it's like, I still have two years that I need to recover for. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And then 2021, here we are. And this has been a not the best year either. I'm not going to say it was a bad year. It just hasn't been the best year either. And I, I, I connect with you on, on, on that thought of like, I need help, but I think us high performers are having issues right now with where do we go next? What, what, what do we, what do we need to do? Because we are extroverts. I, I should, maybe not high performers, maybe extroverts are struggling. I, I'm finding more than we did before because it's like the aftershock. It's like the aftershock of what 2020 was is now hitting all of us really. The ripple effect emotionally for some of us is hitting this year. Um, I want to ask you what that, that book, I uh, think like a monk, is that the one where he goes and lives with the monks for two weeks? Uh, yeah, he does. He actually goes there. Um, and at, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know this, if this is going to be like a good book from, for me, but he talks about a lot of, um, I mean, I had to re-listen to it and actually buy the book because I was doing an audio and I would grab, grab some information, but I want to like soak this in because real life is hard. And so he's, um, coaching how, how not to even speak negativity or participate in gossip or, you know, like little, little things like that. Um, but yeah, that's whenever he, he leaves. I don't know if it was like two weeks or a year. I, I can't remember, but, um, is but his yeah, wife so, the owner of Spanx? I don't know. I just like, I literally, he actually came to one of our conference recently yeah. and so mesmerized by him that I'm like, okay, I need this book. I need to highlight. I need it. And just this week I started. And if I don't like really sit down and listen to it and highlight and do the audio and look at it, then um, I'm realizing like, that's exactly what I need. I need, I need to like soak all of this in because I feel like 
if if I take the time to do that, it could be something so life-changing because it's already starting to change my life and pointing me in the right direction where I'm at and conquering our mind. And so, um, yeah, but I don't know exactly who his wife is and I'm sure she's beautiful, yeah. you know. I, I, read, I read a book and it's yeah. something about the monks. Oh my goodness, I cannot remember it. And it was about a year ago, maybe, maybe two. And his wife is the owner of Spanx. And he went to go live with the monks for two weeks. And it's more about um, deconnecting, the, uh, disconnecting from social media and what he learned. And it has a lot of cussing in it, like a lot of cussing. So I don't know if it's the same, but okay. No, 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 no. It's not the same book. Okay. Um, but I'm like, I want to do this. I want to go live with the monks. Yeah. Right? For a little bit, I feel like, and just learn how to conquer all, all everything and I feel like it everything is mental a lot of it is is very very mental um it's actually super hard to be a positive person and how to take those thoughts captive and how to switch them and so yeah so his story is phenomenal it's a number one seller right now okay I, I'm gonna have to check that out because um I love anything that will promote <laughs> yeah feeling that way and feeling good and that energy um I when you said you needed to you said I, I was my happiest when I was working out what do you think about working out made you your happiest I just feel like which is so ironic okay when you're working out you feel like you're like for me I go into like my legs are shaking my arms are shaking mm. Like that's the kind of workout I enjoy. And it's so crazy because you feel like you're weakest, but then you wake up the next day and all of a sudden you feel stronger. And so I just feel like realizing that stronger than you thought, you know, that your body can do way more than you can ever imagine. Um, in that specific moment that I visualized, I was doing this boot camp. And we were running a mile and there's people, there's a crowd of people watching you. You have to do um, as many push-ups as you can in one minute, as many sit-ups as you can in one minute. And I mean, there's a room full of people watching you and the adrenaline is pumping and you're, you're running. And, um, and then in 10 weeks, you get to do it all over again in front of people. But now you're stronger and it's not as scary anymore. You're kind of, you get to see your numbers, you get to see how much you've improved. And so that will, when I visualized my, my better version of myself, you know, when I felt really good, that's what I was visualizing is I was visualizing, um, finishing my mile. I finished my mile in like seven point something minutes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, can I go back to even how <laughs> bad when I was bad, I finished my mile in like nine minutes. And so, um, and after that run, I remember my friends saying like, dang, you're a runner and never being able to accept compliments. And so I'm like, no girl, I'm not a runner. It's just, you know, and so now, especially at 32, I'm like, give me all the compliments. Yeah. So, but I feel like that I just want to be able to just be proud of what I've, what I've accomplished. And so I just feel like that's what I was visualizing. I was visualizing the struggle, but also the reward. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautifully put. I love that. I, you, you know, I work out um, and <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I want to be like her. Oh my goodness, girl. It is a struggle. And like you said, like knowing, knowing where you were and to where and them Facebook, like flashbacks are from hell. Like yeah. why? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, why am I using six pound weights? But that was two years ago, Christine. Yeah. You know, and then to walk into the gym this morning and be like, oh, yeah, I'm picking up them 25s. Oh, yeah, I'm working with 33s today. Like, those are the moments. And I think that's what you're saying, like, to be able to see that progress over 10 weeks. Um, you made the comment, I wanted to be proud of something what, what, what sparked that? Like, 
what was that aha moment of, I need to be proud of something physical. Cause you're amazing in business, right? You're amazing mom, you're amazing wife, but like, what was it about this that made you want to be proud about it? For me, the kind of personality that I am, I love complimenting people that is like engraved in me. I can be, but with my personal, um, in my personal life, it's really hard for me to look at my life and pinpoint my good qualities, you know, and I hear it all the time, but I just want to be able to do something that doesn't involve my children, my husband, my business, like just me by myself. Um, and, and just being able to show people you can do it too, you know? Um, but that, like, that was the whole reasoning behind it is, I, I want nothing that connects with children, husband, business, just a me moment that I did this, I'm doing it. You know, I'm changing the six pounds for the 25s. I am stronger, you know, and I'm not just saying it, I'm living it and being in the moment. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, oh, okay. Let me, let me get my thoughts together. Cause I'm like, <laughs> that is it for me. Like mm -hmm. no one can diet for you. No nope. one can exercise for you. No one can make healthy choices for you. They can put it in front of you. But like at the end of the day, I have to decide. And looking back, it's like I made the right decision. Is yeah. that what I like? Do you feel the same yeah. way? Definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. Like no one can else can get these results for you. Mm -hmm. Like, and, yeah. um, we, I re recorded with, uh, Brooke, which she, she's done bodybuilding. She just had a baby, but she was like all the lipo in the world, all the plastic surgery in the world never works. Like you still have to eat right and work out. Mm -hmm. And yep. so that, that's, that's something that I kind of hold on to like, okay, Christine, like there's no other way. Yeah. Definitely. Have you seen this apply in other parts of your life? Yeah, I feel like um, it, it's kind of a ripple effect because when you start working on you, then you're going to realize that you're all of a sudden a happier wife. You're starting to be confident um, and you're a, you're a better mom. And so I just feel like that everything goes hand in hand. You become inspiring when you feel your crappiest and you're so damn sore, but people will call you inspiring. And all you're doing is you're just working on yourself. And so I feel like it's just like a big old trickle. Trickle, trickle down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it, it trickles down because when you're working at, on yourself, you start feeling more confident. You start um, being a better wife, a better mother. And as you're working on yourself, even though you feel like, dang, I'm so sore, you're shaking, you become inspiring to other people because maybe that's all they need. They just need to see somebody else coming up from depression and anxiety, doing it. And like people are reaching out when I shared about my vertigo, people were reaching out, like, you're so inspiring. Like, you know, I'm going through it. And so you don't realize what a big impact just working on yourself does for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. Let's shift gears a minute um, into friendships because you made the point that like you needed people to lean on and mm -hmm. On your friendships, how did they take this Yadis? Like, how did they take you in that low point? Okay. Um, so one of, like, when I started to share, I, I didn't share it on social media. Like, I shared it to my close friends. And I was so shocked to even hear that they were going through it. Mm. They were going through depression, anxiety, um, seeking help, all those things. And so I never for once felt shame in going through the season because when I talked to, um, you know, like my spouse per se, he's never gone through anything like that. And I'm just being super transparent. He yeah. didn't understand 
like why you know he didn't understand how that can like he's seen me you know do these hypno births so how is this knocking my wife down and it's not that he thought any less of me he just couldn't wrap his brain around it and so on this cor corner i have my friends on this corner i have my spouse but they're on very opposite you know spectrums and to have my my friends just speak life over me that like girl like I'm, I'm going through it with you you know you're like it's let's seek help let's you know let's seek help together but you're gonna come out of this and you're gonna be able to connect to people that are ashamed of talking about it because I I for months did not talk about it at all because I was I was ashamed I was um I was like what are people gonna think like I'm going through this mental break breakthrough or you know I'm all over the place and like I run a business. What are they going to think? I, my kids are on all of these sports. What are those moms going to think of me? And I just realized like, this is like part of life. We're not mm -hmm. always high. Like there's downs and valleys in real life. And I don't know what I would do without like my friends being there for me because the person that I love the most didn't understand um, in the most loving way, but right, right. You know, I stayed to it by myself, I don't know that I would have the courage enough to like go seek the help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I love that. So I, I love the fact that first of all, you're being authentic and honest about it because I think that we don't realize that our friends have a different place outside of our spouse. You know, you can have your spouse there and they cannot understand you, but the way that they support you will be so different than the way your friends will support you and the way your family will support you and the way your mom will support you. You know, there's there's so many different dynamics of support. And so when we're going through something so intense like that, it's it's nice to know that you have certain relationships in place that can help you get to that next point or that they can say that they're going through the same thing with you. And I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, like this, I, I've said this a couple of times, but this, this past summer has been one of my hardest, like one of my hardest summers. And I would say I was there with you, like at that point of depression of a different level, but because of 2020, I can't say the C word anymore. I'm stop speaking life into the C word, but yeah. because, right. But because of 2020, I, I started, I go inward now. I felt like I always needed my friends to validate me in order for me to feel okay with my feelings. But because we were all going through the whole year together, I had to learn how to self-soothe. You know, and so when I'm going through this harsh summer, I don't want to tell anybody what I'm doing. I need I need to figure out where the walls are in the dark, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> before I can even find the doorknob to let you in, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and, and then once I get there, oh, yeah, we can talk about it all day long. Do you feel like you're that open with your friends immediately or do you feel like you can, you still need that time to kind of work on Yadis's game plan almost because we're very similar in that way. Yeah. So, okay. So whenever I, I didn't even realize I was going through it. It was actually um, one of my really close friends that brought it up and said like, I love you so much and please don't take this the wrong way. And that kind of like started myself reflecting. Um, mm, but yeah. my, my, my friends are the people that I, I don't hold anything back. It's a safe zone that yeah. I, I can like, nothing goes out of, out of those walls. And they're always gonna like, whatever I say, whether it's like super duper hard, um, I know that I'll, I won't be judged. Like I yeah. won't be shamed on or anything like that. And so, um, for, for me, it was, I'm like an open book to open sometimes. <laughs> and, and so they, they were like, they, they, they came from like such a, a place of understanding and, and that's exactly what I needed. I needed, um, I mean, you know, the story, I didn't know I was pregnant until I was six months, but right. I'm not a person to go to the doctor because I'm feeling such and such way. So it kind of took them to be like, Hey, like 
we love you. Like, go seek help. Yeah. Go seek, you know, and and I didn't even realize like that's what I was going through. I just knew that I didn't want to get out of bed and you know, I had no energy or and things like that. So so yeah, my friends were are are a little bit different in that sense where or my personality is like I'm like I need I need I need to share this because I don't know this is normal kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And so especially coming from a minority background where like therapy is like not a thing, right? Nope. Yeah. So yeah. like you don't go seek help. Like you you're just not raised to believe that that is something that you need to do. And mm-hmm. so I I would definitely say, wow, look at your friends. Like they're awesome. One, to understand that you were going through that. And two, Mm -hmm. to say something like, how hard is that? You know, like you don't want to be like, hey, P.S., you need help. (laughs) Hey, girl, you're crazy. So I need you to stop being crazy and I need you to take something, you know, like and I know you're not crazy. You know, I'm just saying like, yeah. It's, it's that, that's an awesome relationship to be able to be that vulnerable in, and in that time, especially when you're not getting it from your spouse. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and to, like, till this day, he still doesn't understand. Um, and, and it is okay. Like, like you said, you have to learn how to self-soothe and this is like a you growing process. And so I remember kind of trying to explain and we, we just weren't going anywhere, you know? And I just had to, like, I remember like looking, we're driving. I remember just looking at the sky and just like, almost just like wanting like some validation, but God's like saying like, he doesn't have to understand you and everything that he's like, he, he's your, you're not the same person. Like Mm -hmm. this is for you to grow and realize how strong you are and not everybody has to understand you. And so you just have to like be okay with not having validation around you and still moving forward. And so that is really big because I thrive on praise and I thrive on validation and I mean, all the, all the things, you know? Um, and so when you're not getting that, you know, being strong enough to realize, okay, like I'm going to get my help. Like I'm going to do this thing. Like it's not going to knock me down, but that is like a you by yourself. Nobody's going to you to the help. Nobody's making you do any, like that is like a you thing. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey for sure. <laughs> yeah, I I know I love it. I love hearing it because I I think I'm coming out of it. Like I'm on this side now, um, yeah, but thanks. looking back, I'm like, Christine, you're a crazy person. Why did why wh- who are you? Like that's what I want to say to myself. But then yeah. I then I start looking at and um, how do you say like, oh, this is what has really woke me up. My environment along with my support wasn't what I needed at the time to be able to self-reflect and get through what I needed to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, you can be in a very positive, we got you girl, everything's going to be fine. That's not what I fucking needed. Mm-hmm. Right. The mm-hmm. support I, Oh, Hey, you need help moving. We'll help you move. But that's not what I needed. And I didn't know how to articulate Mm-hmm. that that's not what I needed. And so then that's where that disconnect was. Like, it's not only that I'm not getting what I need, but I also don't even know how to tell you what I need. Yeah. Because I don't even know what the heck I need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it comes along, right? Like your friends come along and say, Hey, you need to, let's, let's sit down and have a real talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love that. So what kind of friend are you and how do you show up in relationships and friendships? So I, I feel like <laughs> we just went on a girl's trip recently. I came back on Saturday, but <laughs> They definitely know I'm the emotional one of the group. I am like very into my feelings. And so I just care so much about my circle and um, not in a, you know, I have the friends that it's like your birthday, they're sending you like cookies and stuff. I'm not that kind of friend. I'm the kind of friend that it's like, I want to be thoughtful. I want to be like one of my friends that's out of town. 
she commented on the book that I was reading and I mailed it to her without her asking, you know, like just, I, I really want to realize, like, I was thinking about you this whole entire time. Like you are special to me. Um, and so I feel like because I'm so caught up in my feelings, I like to do things like you're sick, let me do caldo de res, you know, like, mm -hmm. let me make you something, something you can't buy in the store. And so, um, I, I'm so thankful for, for my, my, my friends and having this experience recently of just like being able to bond and share. But, um, I feel like that's the kind of friend I'm, I'm I have a very servant's heart, you know, including with like the people around me, with my community, with my neighbors is like, I, if, if I can do it, I will always be the person there to help you no matter what. Yes. So. Yes, you are. I will say that about you. You are awesome at, um, checking in. Like, I know we don't talk all the time, but sometimes you'll just send me a, Hey girl, I thought about you. And I wanted to like, those are the things that I'm like, Oh, this is why I love her. Like those things mean things to me. I am not a birthday friend. You know, I, I, it's not that I don't care about your birthday. It's just like, I feel like that's time you spend with your family. Yeah. Go do that. You'll have one next year, but I want to spend a random Tuesday on the patio and as talking about space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I don't know why I'm not that. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I want to go back to you, you saying, if I have the ability to do it, I will. Where do you draw that line of having the ability to do something for someone? Okay. I kind of learned my lesson recently because <laughs> I <laughs> be like, I got you, I got you. Um, but then also being realistic with what you have going on in your own life mm. you know, and having those boundaries of being able to say, you know what, I can't. And that's so hard, you know, so hard in my, in my heart. But, um, but I was finding myself because of my personality of saying yes to others and kind of neglecting my family a, a little bit because I was bending over backwards, moving schedules, picking up children from school. Like, I mean, things I shouldn't be doing, you know, like don't get your kids out of school just to help a, a friend, you know, um, maybe don't do that next time. And so <laughs> I kind of like realized I was like, Ugh. um, but, but that's so hard for me. And that's something that I'm currently learning is I always, I, I do have a lot of FOMO of like, I want to be there. I want to help. I want to do this. Mm. Also having those boundaries of it's, it's okay. If you miss it out, miss out on this one, it's okay. And so, um, and that happened recently. I had to say that I had to say no to a pumpkin patch that my friends were driving in an hour, you know? Um, but I wanted to be there with my friends. I wanted all those things for my children, but I couldn't. So even though I wanted to be there, even though we were invited, even though all the things I had to say no. And so that was really, really tough because of like the fear of missing out. Like I just want to be in all the things. So it's been such a, such a lesson for us. And I feel like it is important for me to like grasp that, grasp that right now that my children are smaller because it's getting tougher and tougher. I feel like every single day, because they're in more sports or, you know, they're growing and all those things. And so I'm like, man, okay, this is going to be like adult life. You know, as you keep growing, it, decisions are harder and like setting boundaries is important because like, this is what's important to me. It's my family and they have to be my priority. And I can't allow helping others kind of shift this because my foundation shifting I don't want to lose this I don't want to lose what we've we're, we're building together and so so anyway so that's like I'm learning these lessons these past couple of weeks yeah yeah, yeah. okay I'm gonna put my coaching hat on real quick okay okay what is your belief on if you say no mm -hmm. the other person's going to believe about you I well recently with everything going on, I feel I'm confident in myself that those people that I'm saying, no, they know my heart. They know mm -hmm. I would do that. If I say no, I truly tried. 
I truly reflect it with my, my family to see if it was possible. So I actually feel peace where before I didn't. And so I feel peace if I say no, that, um, that I did the right decision. Yeah. 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 Um, with the boot camp, with the marriage boot camp and life enrichment, the one I coach with, we talk about good taking and good giving. Mm -hmm. And what's the difference between the two? And we always think the taker is such a bad person, right? Like, how can you take so much? You're not a giver. But the only people that feel that way are hardcore givers, <laughs> right? If you're someone that just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives, it's hard. You get depleted so fast. And I can only imagine running a business mm -hmm. as, as well as you do being a mom of four kids, four boys and a wife, how depleted you would be if you were trying to say yes to all the things that would be hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking back, can you see where that would, where, where that came from? Yeah. I feel like my parents were like in our community um, we grew up in like super religious church where I'm raising my boys in church, but it's not like, you know, you can only wear a dress type of thing where that's kind of what I was raised. I was raised like you're shamed upon if you say no to the church, mm. like, you, you know, kind of. And so my parents, I, I remember them. Um, I mean, my parents, we, we lived well, but we never had extra mm. and they, these fundraisers for the church and like, you know, they were making, you know, like these extravagant plates and at home we were eating beans, you know, and I'm just like, why, why do all that for, for people that they're not here in your everyday life, but they felt like they couldn't say no. And so just having that growing up, you don't realize that sometimes like, dang, I had to reflect and be like, shoot, you might not be making plates for the church. Yeah but you're sure like shifting your family if you're wanting to help all these people all the time and so um just realizing you know I can't take my kids out of school to help others and do things um it's like okay like I I I ha I'm allowed to say no mm. it's fine you know it, I'm gonna be okay and so, yeah, it's been such a learning. I definitely pinpoint, you know, just watching my parents bend over backwards for so many people and just thinking that was normal, you know, that was normal to bend over backwards for people. And so now it's, I will help you if I can, and I'm okay if I can't. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And I, I will say, I respect you for that. You're so, you're so good at, at just being able to say yes to looking into yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I, and that yeah. was one thing that I really loved about your, your last podcast. Um, when I interviewed you, when we were talking about business is that you were so okay with saying yes to like, let's deep dive into that. You're like, okay, let's, I haven't thought about that before. And that's, that's the heart that is able to change. And I, I love that for you. I think you're doing awesome, girl. Like, so, so proud of like how you show up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Are you ready for your Spitfire questions? Let's do this. Okay. Favorite color? Um, right now it's nude, like tan. <laughs> I love all the neutrals. You said nude. I was like, like. <laughs> I was like, okay. right there, but I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, favorite book. Um, right now I do have to say how to think like a monk. It's rocking my world. Okay. Natural hair color. Black. Who's your role model right now? I have to go with Jay Shetty. Yeah. He, oh, sounds awesome. Um, salsa is a given. Are you ordering guac or queso? That was so hard. We, um, 
we went to Blue Moon this week and we couldn't decide. <laughs> we them do both. Yes. Um, Blue Moon is so good though. They, oh, they did that? Blue Goose. Yeah. They did the queso and the guac on top. <laughs> yeah. But if I had to choose one, I can't, I have to go with guac. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your love language? Words of affirmation. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, oh, there's so many. Okay, hold on. My biggest pet peeve right now is this <laughs> fire alarm that needs new batteries. Okay. Um, my biggest pet peeve is people that don't appreciate. That's like, ugh. Wait, hold a second. What do you mean by that? Um, I feel like there's so many, um, well, there's not so many, but there's some people in your, in, in my life that, that they don't realize everything that everybody around is doing for them. And they just don't appreciate it. They have like zero heart of gratitude and something it's. And so people that are just not grateful, um, that drives me bananas because, we should all be grateful oh, for something. I haven't yeah. had that one before. And I really like that. Is there anything that you would like to cover or tell the listener that about friendship that we have not covered yet? The only thing I would say is like, I don't want you to hear this podcast and be like, well, I don't have that because um, a lot of my relationships, like my friendships were people on social media. Um, I can think of my friend Hope. I had never met her in my life. Um, she was on Instagram and I just connected with her. And so don't ever feel like I don't have that. You, we all have social media. And if you just show up as a kind human, um, I feel like you can, you can build these genuine relationships. Like on the trip that I had, I had people that I've been friends with for 13 years. And then people that I've been friends with like hope, you know, for like two years, but you're able to build this relationships and um, no matter where you're, where you're at, whether you're new in a town, whether, you know, you don't have any real life friends, you can still build, build friendships. Yeah. Y'all, Yadis never disappoints. Oh my goodness. I love speaking with her so much and all the things that she's going through and how she is uplifting others and um, being uplifted. And the points that I wanted to bring out was friends showing up and speaking up. Now, it looks different for everyone. For me, if you are a good friend of mine, you know that I am very private. Um, I'm one of those people that I need to go through it. I need to fill it. Um, I'll cry and I'll yell and I'll scream. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I don't necessarily need people to hear what I'm going through. And it's because one, it's not our business. But two, it's because I am really good at getting myself out of the funk. I'm one of those people that I need to feel each filling so that either one, I don't get back in the same situation or two, so I can feel it. I don't ever want to numb it. And then there's the opposite where people need that strong, strong friend group so they can talk about their ups and downs and everything that they need as a friend. And, you know, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm having going on. And I need your opinion and I need to feel this and I need it. And, and that is totally okay. Both are very okay. I am just not that person. But to hear that her friends were like, hey, so, hey, bitch. <laughs> how you doing, you know, and you're not yourself and this is not okay. But for her, that was a wake up like, oh my goodness, maybe I do need to look at this. Maybe I do need to figure out what's going on and how do I um, bring this, this subject up in my relationship? And okay, you see it, but I knew I was feeling a certain way. And so what a great friend to come up and say, hey, I think we need to look into something different. Something's not working. Something is off about you. And I need to know that you know <laughs> that you're not yourself. 
which is a very hard conversation to have as a friend, right? We've all probably have been in some kind of situation where we spoke up or we made a mental note of something and we kind of just watched or we felt like we needed to intervene. Um, Again, me personally, I'm not that person. (laughs) I'll call your shit out, you know, you know me. I am not the one. (laughs) If I'm like, you you acting squirrely, what's up, girl? Come on, let's talk about it. Let's get it out. Um, I'm just, my friends know. (laughs) But if I'm going through a hard time, I'll be good. I'll be back. Let me just handle this. And I will come back stronger than ever, happier than ever, being ready to go. Um, but, and then the second thing I really wanted to bring out was like your spouse, not understanding your significant person and not understanding, but knowing you're in a group, a group growing, whoa, a growing process. And that's something that she said in the episode at the end was like, you know, I had to be okay with him not understanding what I'm going through. And my situation is different from hers your situation is different from mine but it's almost kind of nice to know whatever situation you're not looking for understanding you're looking for validation and in relationship coaching you know that's what I talk about how do we validate someone's feelings when you're in an argument or when you're with someone that is upset how do you validate that And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to reconcile. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be friends or stay in a relationship. But how can you validate someone's feelings without understanding what's going through? And that comes with empathy. And sometimes it's kind of hard because we aren't able to put ourselves in that situation. And with empathy and being able to put ourselves in other people's shoes, that's when we find our most growth, right? When we can say, oh my goodness, I can only imagine what that would be like. It's nice to only have to imagine it, but at the same time, our heart can go out to that person. So when it comes to our significant others, you might not know what your husband's going through or your wife or your child or your friend at work or, you know, a girlfriend on the, you know, that you've had for a long time, but we can only imagine and what kind of grace can we give to each other if we put ourselves in each other's shoes to be able to take it to that next level of love? That's all we're asking for. It might not even be how you would handle it. It wouldn't even be the way you think that it should be done. But how can you have grace for yourself, for others, by just having that empathy muscle massaged, flexed, and worked out? If you would like to talk to Yadis and you want to say, hey girl, this touched me, I love your story, please go to our Facebook group, You Gotta Meet Her Podcast. She's in that group. Send her a DM on social media, a PM on Facebook, whatever you know how to get in contact with her. Of course, she'll be in the group so you can post there as well. But I, I really hope that this episode touches you because you're not alone. And that's what this whole thing is about, right? That's what this whole podcast started on was that you're not fucking alone. You got this. And um, I know that she would be so grateful if she could get some love, some snaps, some understanding, some validation on what she was going through. And I know that she's on the other side of it now, but it's always so nice to hear that something that you went through and that you talked about was able to open the door for someone else. All right, y'all, I'm Christine Barr, and I will check you out on the next one. Bye.